I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hi, it is Jen from I Am Jen Wilson. God, I had to think about that there. What's my name? Um, Today's podcast, I have Julie from The Badass Rules. I've known Julie, we think, maybe about eight or nine years. We were social media friends to start with. And the first time I met her in real life was probably only about three years ago. She came up to one of my workshops that I had on mindful movement in Glasgow. I've been down and taught at her studio, ran the mindful movement workshop down there. Um, She's been to a workshop up in my flat as well, in my home studio. We've been for lunch together as well now, and we're recording a podcast together. She's one of my favourite people. She's, She's one that's on the list of people I would invite into my commune. When I set it up, she'll be allowed to come and stay there if she wants. Um, those people are few and far between, but she is definitely one of them. Love Julie, love her message, love what she does with her business, love her energy, her honesty. Um, this podcast, she is honest. She is very open and willing to share her story, her experience, her journey, her truth. So have a listen. And as always, let us know what you think. Leave a comment, share with your friends, give us some feedback on whatever platform it is that you listen to this podcast on. Remember to subscribe if you don't already subscribe so that you do not miss out on another episode because because I'm getting some episodes built up during the time of the COVID-19 lockdown. I'm catching people while they're at home and that I can actually speak to them. Um, I'm getting a bit of a build-up of shows. So rather than it being fortnightly, some will come out on a weekly basis, but it'll be a little bonus surprise. But if you subscribe, then you will never miss out on an episode. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe and share, share, share. Anyway, enough of my rambling. On with the conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And... I'll see you on the other side. Hi. Hi. Let me just try and plug in my mic, my new microphone, and see if it works. Oh, your fancy microphone. Yeah. Can Can you still hear me? Yeah, can hear you perfectly. You can hear me perfectly. Sure That's good. I can hear you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's my volume on this? Right, let me try that again. There we go. Can you see? 
Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. No, can you not hear me? I can hear you like you're a million miles away, but I don't understand why. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do you know what it might be? Wait, let me try this. I know. Can you hear me better now? No. I thought maybe I was covering my microphone. Let me speak again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better when I take the microphone out. Mm. <laughs> oh. I put head it's got a wee headphone jack at the back of it, so I had my headphones in it, but I don't know how to adjust the sound on there doesn't seem to be a sound adjuster on the microphone. And I'm the least techy person in the world, so I'm absolutely no help to you. <laughs> no idea. No idea. I got it for the for the computer anyway initially, so hey ho, that's technology for you. I'll just go back to the the phone's high tech um, microphone. It's perfectly efficient. I was going to say sometimes you're better, aren't you, with just the the basic. I know. Sometimes you overcomplicate yourself and you try to make it better. I know. Do you I love your background. That, do you know that is our um, it's a room divider. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I use it for filming workouts. So the hall where I'm sitting is, I mean, like riot doesn't even cover it. It's that bad. Um, we got a new door fitted. I don't know, eighteen months ago, and it's still not painted or anything. So that's just to, and it means Ross is a way out, so he can come back in. Um, that's brilliant. And what by? Do you want me to go long ways or up and down ways? I, it doesn't matter. Whatever you prefer. There we go. We'll go this way. I'm very excited about this conversation. Oh, we do. <laughs> it's Julie from the Badass Rules. <laughs> oh, I saw our um our Facebook thing, or you know that anniversary thing, and yeah. it was like it was like eight or nine years. Oh, uh-huh. it was. I lived in. Our house in Finneter Street at the time, and I mean, I've been in this house three years, or there's another house a year and a half, yeah, like it, like ages ago. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that it was when I had my studio. Uh, well, in fact, Jen, I think it might have even been before that, um, because I remember you getting that place. When was that? Like six years ago, maybe? 2012, 2011, 2012. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was May. Around May 20 or September 2012 till May June 2014 that we had it. Do you miss it? No. No. <laughs> no. Especially not right at this moment. Like just the, the thought of what the fuck would you be doing with, I mean, because the rent in that place wasn't extortionate, but it was enough that it would have caused a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> It caused a nervous breakdown when we had customers coming to it, just trying to make sure that everything was paid. Um, yeah, it just, I think we just did it too quick. Like, neither of us were mentally or emotionally ready. I, or think, I don't think people realise the responsibility that it is. That like, it just seemed like a great idea, and we needed to move from where we were because we were in the Lansdowne Church. Um, which had started using the room that we were using as a place for homeless people to sleep at night, which was amazing that they could use it as that space, but it's dank. 
Aye, so it didn't work for both things? Mm. It didn't work. I mean, uh, to be fair, we were paying £3 an hour to rent it. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> it was crazy, crazily cheap. Um, so yeah, we needed to move out of there. And then this, this opportunity just was put, presented to us. And we went, fuck it, we'll just take it. And didn't think it through and didn't plan it properly and just we're like we'll work it out as we go and we did work out a lot of things as we went and some things were great and other things just weren't and and then you worked out that you didn't want to do it I and then I was just like this is going to make me demented trying to make it work and we'd already gone too far down one road that to backpedal to where we wanted it what we wanted it to be for us would have been too much of a, a reverse, so it was easier right. to hand it over to somebody else. And that was the girl that's bought it is doing amazing stuff with it, like it's a proper. Oh, yeah, Ma- uh, Marion still got it, so it's now called Dance Twenty Two. Okay. And there's loads of like because we used to sublet it to loads of dance troops. Yeah. And that's what it now is. It's a dance school, and it's all the dance troops that go into it, and it's really busy with that because that corner of the town down at that crossroads um, at Argyll Street, Jamaica Street. Loads of the dance community, for some reason, all kind of yeah. commune there. So yeah. it just, it's, it was better for that than it was to be a Pilates and Yoga studio, basically. You know, that's part of what that book, that Everything is Figured Out, that I was reading um, last week. And that was one of the things it said in that. It, it doesn't matter how much work and money and everything you've poured into something. If you get to the point that it's better left, just leave it. Don't think, well, do you know what, if we had to put 18 months into it and £5,000, don't throw good money after bad, essentially. If it's um, the better decision... Cut your that, losses. That's a step forward, is to say, no, let's not yeah. let's do this anymore. Aye. It felt like a massive relief handing those keys back. Really? <laughs> yeah. My God, man. And it was really weird, because I went away. I was in Ibiza. I think when we were handing the keys over. So Michelle was still back in Glasgow and like doing the final close up of the studio. And the landlord had said to us when we told him that we were we were going to be giving up our lease, he was like, Well, you'll lose your deposit because we need to repaint the place. Now we had re- completely repainted it when we went in because he didn't do anything to it. And then he died. And we got our deposit back. What? Uh, <laughs> well, technically, you were I shouldn't be laughing, but I was just like, well, you know, I mean, we were we left the place in better condition, and we were handing it over to it. somebody who was happy to walk in as it was. We were just like, our rent's been paid on time every month. It, so technically, you should have got it back. So yeah, I, we had upgraded it. We just hadn't. We just he had just said, oh well, and we hadn't gone and had a further conversation with it. And then I'm in Ibiza, and Michelle phones me. It says, yeah, we get that what? The guy's dead. And I was like, oh, do you think we'll still get our deposit back? I, I felt terrible for saying it, but at the same time, that was a grand that we needed to make sure that our staff were getting paid before we closed the doors and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he was trying to rip us off. <laughs> I, but that's, that's the thing. Like, you should have got it back anyway. So it's just yeah. done the, the fair thing. <laughs> it was just one less conversation with a lawyer. <laughs> It's all, you know, it's all of that stuff. I think people think when you run a studio a bit like mine, that it's, you just teach some Pilates and personal training. See if I could yeah. judge Pilates and personal training. 
and be grand. I would love that. But now it's it's just it's everything else that goes with it. Just yeah, you have to you have to have the desire to do all that stuff or employ somebody that wants to do it for you. If you, if you ever read the book The E Myth, I've got it in audio book. And I started, I was listening to it in the car one day and I was like, oh my God, this book's so good, but I need to write notes while I'm listening to yeah. it. Oh, and I've just never gone back to it, but I do. I need to go back to it because there was really good stuff. I know you, you talk about that a lot. Oh, it, it basically just says, so you you are the technician, so i.e. the Pilates teacher and the personal trainer. You are yeah. the manager, so you've got to work out with the staff and get the light bulbs fixed and all this, and you're the entrepreneur. And it's in a business of like my size, your size. How do you be the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur all at the same time? It's it's actually really and good. Not, yeah, you'd like it. And not burn out and not start to hate what it is that you do because exactly. it does wear you down. Mm-hmm. Completely. Totally. So I suppose this would be a good time to say, Julie, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nine minutes in. <laughs> um, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? So basically, I am Julie from The Badass Rules. So we have got a training studio in Greenock that is for Pilates, personal training. Um, I've got a whole bunch of coaches that work with me now. And it's all it's female-focused, primarily because... I felt it all came about from me feeling just so bad in myself that I knew what to eat, how to exercise, all of that. So all the technicalities of it, I knew all of that, but it ju- it still just didn't just didn't work. Um, and it was just there was something else missing. And I remember one day being in Tesco's and seeing a whole stack of books. It was like, here's this healthy meal plan and this workout plan. And I'm like, there's something, there's a whole part of this that's missing. And it's the whole mindset thing. And actually, it's not, in a lot of cases, especially in my case, it actually wasn't about the weight. Because I have been much heavier than I am now, much lighter than I am now, and felt awful at both ends of the scale. So I felt awful at a size 8 and I felt awful at a size 18. And it was... It wasn't ever about it wasn't ever about the weight. It was about how I viewed myself. And I used to hate going to classes where people would come in and not speak to each other. And people you could tell people felt awkward. They didn't know who to speak to. They felt bad about being new. And it was just it was just all of that. It's just a whole different approach to it's a whole different approach to wellness. It's now kind of evolved into. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what it's. And in short, that's what it's all about. It's just about it's about loving the life you live, and actually the the fitness and nutrition. That's all just a vehicle for it. It's actually not we're a fitness studio that aren't really about fitness. That's not the whole name of the game. The the fitness is what gives people the confidence and the happiness and the sense you get a sense of achievement from improving your fitness, and then that knocks on to other things. I read a really good post on um, Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it was about body confidence and about how it's not just about the clothes that you wear and if you lack in body confidence and self-confidence it's not just that you won't wear a bikini it's you'll not apply for a job you 
mm. don't want to move house you lots of things that you'll just in life that people would see as completely separate from body confidence and it's not it's all it encompasses your whole life it encompasses like if you think about it people that just oh no i can't go out for lunch on saturday i'm too busy and it's not that people don't want to go out with their friends and have lunch and be social but if they're lacking in body confidence it has a knock-on effect to that so it affects your your relationships with your family and friends your career prospects and it's just about building out a lot of our stuff is based around the theory of 360 that it's not if you get your diet right and your training right that's great i had my diet right and my training right and i felt terrible and i was yeah. embarrassed i looked in a bikini so it wasn't and then i've also had the other end of the scale so it's just about really getting that whole 360 degree view of feeling like a badass where did the where did the term badass come from for you it, like what it, drew you to that word it was so think about it if i was to say to you so say we were talking about someone that that we knew and i said she's a badass yeah you've instantly got a picture of what she's like she's confident she's happy it doesn't give you necessarily a physical picture of what she's like yeah it gives you in one word it could describe to you someone's complete aura their mindset how they present themselves how they feel and it doesn't so that person could look a thousand different ways but yeah. it just it gives you a feeling of that person that it conjures up such, such a good word for creating such a huge image in just one word. And it's just, it used to come up all the time and I would see it everywhere. And I thought, that's that's what you want. It's a wee bit like X Factor. They will say, <laughs> I'm not looking for the perfect singer or the best yeah. singer for someone with X Factor. And yeah. that, it, the being a badass is not about being a certain size or a certain weight or a certain level of fitness or anything like that. Yeah. So everybody can be badass and all be completely their own individual people. So that's that's really where it where it came from. It just conjures up such a you think, yeah, I want to, I want to be a badass. What was your um like your turning point? What made you go other than that time in Tesco when you saw the, the books? What was the thing that made you go, oh, right, this is the path, this is it? Like, if you'd already been doing the fitness and diet and stuff and fitness and nutrition stuff, then just, what was that penny drop moment? I don't think there was any one specific moment. Because when I opened the studio, the badass rules didn't exist when I opened the studio. I used to, it used to be called Unlimited Fitness. Mm-hmm. And it was all about, it was about fitness and it was about kettlebells and hit and training and all that stuff. And the classes were fairly similar. And then we did a, an online challenge. It was for nine weeks. And it was called the Feel Like a Badass Challenge. And it was from that, that's where we started to bring in the, the feel factor to it. Yeah. Not the, the look factor. And it just over that time, that's when Unlimited Fitness just sort of fell away. And the badass yeah. rules kind of grew a little bit more but for me it was I was in Ibiza maybe I was married at the time so maybe about 10 years ago now and um I just wouldn't take my dress off and go in the pool and I, I was like hey no I'll get a drink I'll come in in a minute and just made excuses about the whole time and I felt terrible and it was at that point I knew there had to be something else but I couldn't quite put my finger on it and then the time I guess was the book was maybe about two years later and it just it's been such an evolution 
of ideas that I can pick up little bits at a time and add it in. I think that's why it's constantly changing and constantly evolving because you you learn and that's we're always all about learning new new skills and learning new things. So yeah, it just it just sort of evolved from there. But it was a, it was a nine week challenge. And it was called Feel Like a Badass. And actually, um, one of the girls that did it, she didn't want to come to the gym. She didn't want to go to classes. She was quite happy to just train at home because she didn't want to be part of it. She was going to do it for nine weeks. And that was going to be the end of it. And about three weeks into it, she emailed me and she was like, I just, I can't, I can't do these home workouts. Working out at home is just not for me. Yeah. And I was like, right, well, don't do it then. <laughs> She's like, what? And I was like, well, if it's not for you, don't do it. Let's, let's find another way. There's other, there's other solutions here. Don't force yourself into something. And she said it was just like a, all right. Because <laughs> your typical personal trainer is like, no, be stronger. Don't have any excuses. Get it done. And I'm like, well, no, let's. Mm. There are always other ways to achieve yeah. the same thing. Let's figure it out. And actually, that was about three years ago. And now she still comes to classes at the studio like six, seven times a week. And we now yeah. kind of laugh. Like she was only joining for nine weeks and she wasn't ever coming to the studio. And it was just, if you find a way, I think, to make it fit, make the plan fit you. Don't yeah. change you to fit the plan. And then it's it's just so much easier. Yeah. I've had that conversation with loads of, loads of people when they've messaged and they're like, oh, I, I really need to get go to the gym to lose some weight. And I'm like, right, do you like the gym? Do you want to go to the gym? Because if you don't, you're not going to stick at it. So you need to go and find something that you like doing. And that may be with me or it might not, but let's have that conversation. See yeah. where your head's at. See what your likes are. And then make a plan from there because... I'm not going to have somebody coming to me. It's great that they want to come to me because they like me, but if I'm not the right trainer for them, for them I'm not going to take them. I'm going to say, no, I'm not the right person for you. I'd, I know this person, this person, this person. Have a look at their social media, get to know who they are and see if you like them because they would be a better fit for you than I would based on your goals. Yeah, and I've had people change their goals just so that they could work with me and I'm like... <laughs> Okay, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're really, 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 if, like, if you're going to be that crazy, we'll, try, we'll do something to try and work around it to, uh-huh. to do it. But it's like, fuck. <laughs> if, that, if that's what they value in it is you, then, yeah. But again, it's about making it work. And it's about, with everything, you might see the path ahead of you and you think, this doesn't suit me. We can still get to the same end point, but let's yeah. just let's just take a different path. You can always, with everything, like everything is figured out. It is indeed. What What was the point when you looked at yourself in your mirror or thought about yourself and realised that you had changed, that you had turned the corner? I I don't know that there was one specific point it's just some something's and I've actually a post I put on today I actually and it's the reverse of it I kind of didn't realize just because I've been working so much and sleeping so little and all this kind of stress and stuff I actually looked today I've kind of realized I've been wearing head to toe black clothes baggy tops because for some reason along the line I've kind of lost that body confidence again I was like that over the weekend where did that go? And yeah. I, mean, I think sometimes it's just that, and a bit like 
there was a whole process of a wee bit like the way I always explain it to people is everybody's self-talk is you hear yourself more than you hear anyone. So make sure the things you're saying are positive. And yeah. for a while, you're still going to be in that habit of putting yourself down. And it's every time you hear yourself making those negative thoughts, you've got to go, right, enough of you. And then you just keep going, enough of you. And every time it happens. And then the more you stop yourself, flip the switch, go back to the positivity, it then becomes a habit. And then one day you realise you just don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's things like maybe you'll look at a picture and you think, oh, actually, normally I would have looked at that and be like, can you please delete that off of Facebook? And then one day you look at a picture and you think, I just don't care. <laughs> and, it, and it'll be odd, it'll be odd moments. And it's, it's never, I don't think, big events like pictures from weddings or, you know, the big things you expect it to be. It'll be a random picture that you're in the background of somebody else's picture. And you think, do you know what? Years ago, that would have, I would have messaged that person and said, can you please that picture off? Because, I'm, I'm so embarrassed to have a look. Yeah. Now, sometimes you see pictures and you're like, cool. And it's just, and I think it's just a, a process of constantly checking yourself and being like, no. Everybody's at the moment showing kindness to everybody, which is brilliant. Yeah. But people need to show it to themselves. And mm -hmm. that's what this weekend, um, one of my posts this week, I was doing headstands yesterday wasn't so easy and I was like oh you used to be really good at this and I kind of started to give myself around I'm like wait a minute like be kind to yourself yeah and it's or the first person that we stop being kind to oh. completely uh-huh oh. and people are so kind to their family and their friends they're kind to strangers on the internet like you'll see people like I don't know like um like Alice Living and people will comment on it tell her how great she looks and it's fabulous and then people go and look at themselves in the mirror and say horrible things you think if you can be nice to strangers on the internet you can be nice to yourself and it makes stop trolling yourself but that's completely what it is people, <laughs> people wouldn't for a second think about saying these negative things to other people but they yeah. say them to themselves and you're in your head 24 7 so like if you're not being nice to yourself what what chance have you got yeah makes me interested to, to wonder what goes on in the head of trolls, the people that are saying the horrible things mm -hmm. online, how badly yeah. they speak to themselves because they are even more insecure, even more in a negative space that they feel like bringing somebody else down is going to yeah. make them feel better. And it's like, oh my God, that person needs a hug. They need uh -huh. a slap across the face first, but then they need a hug. <laughs> but it is that, like... If, some, if someone's acting out to you online and making negative comments, really the comment's not about you. It's directed at you, but it's not really about you. If they feel the need to sit behind their keyboard and make, that's me on my keyboard, and if they're <laughs> negative comments to you, that that's about them. It's actually not about, it's hurtful to you, yes, but like you say, try and flip the switch and think of it. Actually, why are they why are they being so negative and so nasty towards me? It's actually, they don't know me. So it's actually, it's actually nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then you just block them. Yeah. And that, that is hard not to like take it personally, but I'd said that a few weeks ago, especially I think just now. So if, you, if someone's acting out to you online, everybody's under a massive amount of stress mm -hmm. at the moment. Please don't take it personally. And if you can, even if someone's been a wee bit horrible to you, try and go back with kindness and just because they're obviously having a hard time. 
with something. So if you can just go back and show them a little bit of kindness, that might just be all they need that day to feel that little bit better. Because if you go back and react with the same attitude that they've given you, you're feeling the fire. Oh, it just and it just creates more negativity in the world. And just if you can put out some positive vibes, do. Yeah. So the day we're, we're recording this on Monday the 13th of April, which is, is that three weeks that you, the official lockdown's been? I've been in for a week longer than it. Oh, I think that's four. Is that four? So I've been in. Yeah, it's actually four. Mm-hmm. Totally lost track of time, man. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I think How are you getting on with it? Uh, do you know, I'm actually totally fine with it. Um, yeah. I think it helped that I'm still working online. So yeah. I'm very much still got a Monday to Friday routine. Ross is working, my husband's working from home as well. He's working from the living room. I'm working from my desk out here, I'm out in my hall. Um, so I think because we've kept so much routine, because I'm finding sometimes on a Sunday when there's not so much routine and there's not any work, that's getting to my anxiety a little bit. Mm. Um, but I think we're doing okay with it because um, we've got so much routine. And I've actually... It's given me a good chance to step back a little bit and be like, right, because everything's just so busy with yeah. managing the studio, teaching classes, personal training. And I think with those things, you're on a hamster wheel and you're like, right, I'll just get to the next day and the next day and the next day. Whereas now I've actually took a step back and I'm like, actually, and that's when I realised the thing of, I've been about dressed head to tone black because I've lost that body confidence. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, no, red top, grey leggings, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, do you know today? I just I feel I feel so much better um, today. But yeah, I'm actually not not too bad with it. How are you feeling with it? I'm same as you. I've still got all my classes on at, online at the same time timetable times, and I've I mean I've been in isolation for most of 2019 because I wasn't well last year, and then yeah. the same 2017. So really, I'm quite accustomed to this. Except oh. this time I have the benefit of I am not running to the toilet every hour. Yeah. And I'm not in excruciating pain. So I can enjoy this because I have wanted time in to just do the stuff that I want to do rather than that faffing about doing other stuff. The busyness of having to go out and do things. Because I, when I had a coaching session last, was it in December? time and I did a mind map thing and when I did it and she was asking me she's like what do you want your your days to look like and I was like I really want to be working from home more like if I can do stuff on like basically everything I wanted is exactly what we have right now except everybody's got it (laughs) not just me Uh (laughs) or everybody else (laughs) that's what that's I'm actually I feel really bad that other people are struggling so much with lockdown, but personally, I'm I'm kind of thriving off it. It's, I feel as if it's been a good step back. Yeah. I feel as if let me calm down a little bit. I'm getting to sleep a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's yeah. For, for certainly, it's been a getting to stay home for a few weeks and slow down a little bit. And I hope other people feel the same. I know everybody wants to get out and everything, but. I hope the slowing down has helped a lot of people because everyone's lives are so busy and so 24-7. Like, anything you want from Amazon, you can have it within hours. You'll get it the next day. I like that the pace of life has just slowed. It feels like it's gone back to pre-internet, except we've now got the internet where we can keep in contact with people a bit easier. 
Yeah, but you can you can't like just you just have to buy it. Uh huh. You can go to the supermarket anytime you feel like it because you're not allowed. Which actually isn't a bad thing because then you'll maybe right. think a bit more. All oh, right, if you're going to go to the supermarket, what do you actually think about it? It's, it's actually hopefully made a lot of people a little bit more mindful. And yeah. they just, if you're right, think about what you actually, what do you actually need at the supermarket rather than going in and just picking up random bits and then you've got to go back the next day, causes more stress, you've got to go to Tesco three days in a row. Yeah. You slow down, think about what you need, go into the shop, take your time, buy the things you need, come home. I pace out what I buy as well a bit better now because mm-hmm. my mum and dad have to do my shopping for me. I'm not allowed to go to the supermarket. So I'm like, right, um, I need a six pack of crisps and blah, 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 blah. See, if I was in the supermarket myself, I'd have a six pack of crisps plus a big family bag of Mackies plus something else plus something else. And I'd have them eaten all in a day or maybe two days and then I'd be back in the supermarket buying all again. And I'm like, oh my God, so now I've got a six pack of crisps and it actually lasts me six days because I'm only eating one pack a day. <laughs> I can't admit to my mum and dad how many packets of crisps I'm eating. <laughs> no, no matter what age you are, it's still your mum and dad. Jennifer, this is a bit much junk food. Like, right, shut up, it's my money. <laughs> they're, not, they're not for me. <laughs> Try to blame Chris. <laughs> this, this monster. <laughs> yes, though <laughs> he does eat so much food. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing an online nutrition course just now. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. So I've done a few um, nutrition courses. So this one, MNU, it's from Matt Nutrition. Um, I don't think anyone follows him online. He's really, really interesting guy. It's Martin Nutrition. I'm sure his handle is. Um, Really interesting guy, extremely knowledgeable guy, shares a lot of information. So he's got a lot of value and a lot of content on his Instagram page. The nutrition course, a lot of the other courses I've done sort of give you the facts of things, which is which is great. But what I really like about this course is it's here's what the facts are about nutrition and here's how you can go and find out about it yourself. And it's teaching you to critically think about nutrition and so not just giving you the facts and asking you to repeat them yeah showing you where the answers come from it's all evidence based so it's over the course of a year um and a lot of it isn't just about the nutrition it's about how you are how they make you a good practitioner how you give value Mm. to your clients so that's a that's a big part of it about not just making sure you know a lot about nutrition, but also about teaching you to be a good practitioner and how do you actually take this nutrition knowledge and help people with it? How do you practically apply this? But yes, it's um, it's fascinating so far. Um, yeah, that's kind of research and teaching you how to go and look it up yourself mm-hmm. is really useful because like you say, you go on quite a lot of courses where they've done all the research for you and they've they've cherry-picked the bits of the information out of the studies that they want to share with you based uh-huh. on whoever's created the course's own personal bias. And I did a post about this the other day, and I wasn't specifically talking about nutrition, but I was talking about all the different theories that are out there around coronavirus. And I was saying that when I was at uni, we got taught that every single study that's done 
whether somebody intentionally uses their bias or unintentionally uses their bias, that will influence how the study comes out at the end. Yeah. My, my research teacher had been approached by a supplement company from Canada, and it was for a protein, and they wanted to prove that the protein put on, I think it was like X amount of muscle mass in a certain period of time. So he went away, did the research, and came back and was like, we can't prove that this is right out of, say, can't remember what the numbers were, but say it was out of 100 people, there was only two people that got this percentage. They still used that because two people had got it. They still used in their marketing that their, their product could increase your muscle mass by X uh -huh. amount, even though it was not, that's if you went and read the paper, you'd be like, that's not what this paper says at all. But that's what he was teaching us was how to then get the paper and go and read it so you yeah. can understand because depending on how you interpret that paper what you're looking for in that paper will determine how you understand it or how the whole study is being conducted to create whatever outcome it's created yeah that's what a lot of the mnu stuff is about and that's been actually a lot of the last couple of weeks is about research methods and about right who funded the study yeah what is that set up to prove that if you look at 62 studies are they all going to say the same thing and it's about how how you look at the evidence and interpret that and if you're going to recommend a path for someone it's based on evidence not just on well seven of my clients have had great results with yeah. such and such a an approach this is what the latest fad is or... exactly yeah or because i see i've had great results with it that doesn't mean that scientifically that it's the best path for people to follow that might just be my bias that yeah. actually that really suited my my sleeping pattern and my lifestyle and my choices but it's not necessarily the best nutritional plan for other people so yeah it's um it's a really fascinating course it's really well delivered you get a lecture online um every week there's really good support from the mac nutrition team yeah i would i would highly recommend it to anyone and i think they're actually making a course as well if you don't necessarily want to work in that field but you just want to learn a wee bit more about nutrition yeah. or your own health your own family's health they're now creating something like that but yeah i'd get company to um, i think that's it. really useful because when you look at the headlines like the headline people that write papers and social media content and magazine articles and stuff they grab headlines they grab snippets out of oh, things really? misinterpret, misinform, and then the next day they're completely contradicting what they said the day before. Or I've even seen in some magazines, some health magazines, it's saying about being completely grain-free on one page, and then two pages later having this recipe for this seeding <laughs> grain healthy bar, and you're like, hang on a wee minute, you were just telling me I'm not supposed to eat that because it's really bad, but what the fuck? <laughs> but it's all like how things are interpreted in them and you can't blame people for being confused about what path to go on I mean, especially with like a lot of your reality stars giving out nutrition information mm. please right. get your information from a from a reputable source but i think that is becoming a little bit more regulated um yeah. i think a lot of them have been had their wrists slapped over it Especially yeah. when a couple of them are caught on camera saying that they had never even tried the products. Like, I mean, what, absolutely crazy. It's, 
<laughs> like, oh, naughty, naughty. Not surprised, but naughty, naughty. No, exactly. no, I can't blame people for being confused. If yeah, one page tells you, that, well, don't get your information from Instagram, probably. Is, is probably a good way to go. Don't get it from social media or the Daily Mail. Like, it's. Mm. And yeah. like you said, in magazines, it'll tell you one thing on page 72, and it tells you something completely different on page 76. Yeah. Has there any, have you learned anything on your course that you thought, oh, well, I thought I really knew that, and then you've learned the complete opposite? Not so far. And that's actually one of the things that I really, um, actually really like about this course. We're, what, six, five weeks into it so far, and we've not really started on the actual nutrition information yet. So just now, the whole first module is setting you up to understand research methods, be able to look at studies, understand them, critical thinking and that's one of the things I really like about the course that they could just throw facts at you about nutrition but they're setting such a good foundation so that when you get further into the course and they're giving you information that they've already shown you how to go back and decipher it yourself and yeah. to look at it so I think that's a big part of the course that's missing and possibly missing in other courses that mm they don't set that foundation. So yeah, actually we're, we're just about at the end of module one, which is your foundation of setting you up to effectively, effectively learn. Yeah. I think that's a good thing about these people like Martin that does this course and like people like Ben Kumar and other, these other people that create their own course and that they're maybe not putting it through somebody like the SQA or Active IQ or any of these other governing bodies said in numbers yeah. because the length of time it takes for you to put the information in, get it to them, get them to do whatever it is that they do to say, yeah, okay, you can teach that and then come back down the line. Usually about two or three years have passed and wow. the time that it takes to, to go through that cycle. So by the time they've come back and said, yeah, you can teach that, the information's changed because uh -huh. it's so evolving. Yeah. So when you've got these other companies that are not accrediting their their stuff in that way, they are more flexible in how they can put together uh -huh. their courses. So if things do change straight away, they can go, here's the up-to-date information, guys. Yeah, take one module out, put a different module in without yeah. being through all the, the paperwork. Yeah. Because that was one of the things that I, I learned when I was, I did my TQFE, so teaching qualification for further education, because I thought I yeah. wanted to go into colleges to teach. Okay. And that was one of, the bit, one of the big things that I was like, I can't teach this stuff because this is so out of date. And it was the stuff that I had been taught six, seven years previous. Yeah. And it was out of date when they were teaching me it and nobody had updated it. And when you spoke to some of the teaching staff and said, this isn't, this isn't up-to-date information, they had no idea what the up-to-date information was because they are so bogged down in what they have to teach and delivering it to the curriculum that's there that they don't, they have no flexibility and going oh, out of date because yeah. they have to then use the examinations that come from the governing body. It's, it's interesting how, like you say, different courses are set up, but that, this one I, I would highly, highly recommend. Mm. We'll put um, the information and the links into it, into the visual notes for it. Do you also are an avid reader? Yes. <laughs> and um, I love your book reviews. 
three what are three of the books that you have given away to people most or like passed on and said you must read this um i really really like um the goddess revolution by mel wells that was all completely about body confidence and happiness and just living your best life and there was so many bits as i read that book i was like yes yes (laughs) and i just just devoured that book so quick it was it was excellent um i love that for for ab- do you know actually be a good book for absolutely anybody um yep. even if you do love the life you live and you are very happy in your body it's such a good reminder of life's about happiness and excellent books so i love that um the e-myth yep. now, now i'm struggling to pick only three the e-myth <laughs> which if you are a business person was just i was i was reading the e-myth and i was like can can he see me? And I'm, so many things in the book. I'm thinking, I've I've only ever thought that. I've never even said it to anybody. And then I'm like, do, do, do all people in business think this? And it just the book spoke to me so so yeah. much. It was excellent. Um, and oh, my third one, my third one. I'm going to pick four. I would go for either twelve week year. So 12-week year is all about productivity and the basis of the book is every company in the world has their most successful months in the last two months of the year and it doesn't matter whether the months are June and July, November, December. It's because if you set yourself a goal and you've got 12 months to achieve it, so you're yeah. going January to December, by the time you get to March, you've still got nine months left. It's, it's fine. There's no urgency. Set your goals for the year over 12 weeks and then you need to make some sort of stride towards this every single day um 12 week year and then everything is figureoutable the marie forleo book and um, that i've just finished and yeah. it is it's so true everything is figureoutable even this horrible situation that we're in at the moment for businesses for people that have got gyms and training studios and nail salons and hairdressers and cafes it's a horrible situation to be in but we will get through it and it'll be a difficult time for some, but as time goes on, everything is figureoutable. So yeah, yeah that would that would be they would be my four. Um the goddess revolution, <laughs> EMA, twelve week year, and everything is figureoutable. Brilliant books, literally all four of them couldn't put them down. Yeah. Yeah. I have got three two of those books already on my audible. One of them on my wish list, and I'll add on the Goddess Revolution one to that as well. That was you'll love it. It just there was just so many bits in the book that it was one of those books that I kept taking pictures of an Instagram and paragraph from. <laughs> I need to share this. Everyone, everyone's got got to know this, and it was just such a good book for that whole thing of everyone giving themselves grief and thinking. I need to buy a bigger house i need to achieve more i need to i need to be more of this i need to do more of that i should limit what i'm doing with this just let yourself be you yeah. don't take yourself out of that race that you didn't even want to be in in the first place and just let yourself be happy and i think that's always the thing of be aware of that destination happiness like, right, I will be happy when I get a promotion. I will be happy yeah. when I lose 10 pounds. I will be happy when I move house. Happiness is for today. Let I yourself be happy. Be happy now. 
exactly. Have you always been that kind of positive person? Oh no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> like actually, now when I when I look back on you know your Facebook memories, yeah. When I look back to maybe about nine, ten years ago, I'm like, oh, I would be demented for you. Just <laughs> and I would slap you. Oh, I was just. <laughs> I used to be the most negative, my glass wasn't even half empty, my glass was broke, just like, yeah. and now I'm very much about assume the best, everything is figure out, well, to the point it's probably quite annoying, um, <laughs> but, and actually my friend Marisa's got a lot to do with it, she's, she's the same about, right, the situation's bad, but let's figure it out, let's assume the best, yes we can, and that's our, that's our badass motto, yeah. that's the, Yes, you can. And it's something that, weirdly, I used to shout a lot at classes. And it just, halfway through the class, I'm like, yes, you can. And then yeah. one day I was baby and I seen it on a decal for the wall. And people were like, well, did you get that made? Because I used to say it all the time. And I'm like, no, I just... I just somebody made it for me. <laughs> somebody in the universe made me it. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing of it. That's just our motto, that yes, you can. And it's in that whether it's a workout or you're studying for something or you're saving for something, you will get to those points that you think, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yes, you can. You think, do you know what? Yes, I can. How did you change? How did you turn that corner? I, it, again, it was just the... Gradual process. The gradual process of... You've always got that choice of, well, you can give up or you can keep going and I think I just got to the point it all it all came about because of my weight and my relationship with my body that was what I fixed and everything else was a knock-on effect yeah. to that I just it was that day next to the pool and I thought I, I, I can't do this anymore there's got to be and I used to I used to google things like how to love yourself more and yeah. just like literally starting from the very bottom of I don't I don't know how to fix this but there must be a way to fix this because but there was something inside you that told you it was fi- it was fixable because yeah. there's a lot of there are lots of people who are in a negative mind space and they think that's just the way they are that's their personality that's how they're going to be forever and it's like mm-hmm. no you can change it around you have that choice to change it around I think Ibiza's got a really special energy because it was in Ibiza that I decided to oh. stop drinking it just I, I love I work <laughs> three seasons out there and I just I just think it's one of the most amazing magical places in in the world just I always feel like I've come home when I land there uh it's just just, I'm here energy that the other places just don't have yeah and I think it's a shame because everybody thinks everybody thinks Ibiza is just like Ocean Beach and Pasha and it's It's such a tiny, tiny part of what it is. Um, it's just such, I mean, it's a tiny island, but there's just so much more to it. We used to, when we lived there, my friend um, Joanne and I used to go to Ibiza town and walk up through the old town in Dalt Villa. And we used to mm. just sit at the top and we'd sit there for hours and just talk about... The sunset's amazing up there. Oh, like just, it's just such an amazing place that we used to just on days off, just get the bus in, just go and sit there and just literally sit for hours at at the top it's just if for anybody that hasn't been i would recommend that they go yeah it's it's for everyone if we're ever allowed to travel again yeah i think if you're really (laughs) actually i looked up yesterday glasgow airport 
and I think it was something like three flights landed and one left from Glasgow Airport in the whole day. That's crazy. Um, it's things like that I'm finding it hard to wrap my head around just now that, like, you everything shot and fly to America just now. Uh, even no matter if you, no matter what you had to get there for, you you just can't do it. It's, like you say, I feel as if it's we've been pulled right back, and I'm quite a believer in this. There's a reason that we've been pulled back, and like think of all I seen a thing. Is it the Himalayas? You can see the Himalayas from India now. That you yes, could... I saw that because of the smoke has mm. cleared. Yeah. It's almost like the bow and arrow when you get pulled back, so that uh -huh. you can get forward. We're in that pull back phase of Do guys. I a lot with people when people are struggling and they're like I don't I can't keep going with this I've been trying so hard what's wrong and like it's just this especially with businesses at the moment you're being pulled back and it's it's awful and I really feel for people but you're being pulled back for a reason yeah so that we can move forward in a better way yeah Hopefully. it's interesting before this happens my um, partner had been going to the doctors quite a lot about pains in his stomach and He'd been referred to gastroenterology and since this has happened now technically it's more stressful for him because he has got no income because he's a massage therapist can't yeah. massage people can he touch them um his pains in his stomach have all gone oh really uh-huh so it could have all been just everyday life stress related now that he's been forced to be calm sleep more not work wow yeah yes no, that's, that's good though good for chris yeah, I mean, I don't, we haven't had a conversation about the realisation. It was only today when he mentioned that his stomach wasn't sore. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. And obviously I like to ponder over these things and think about them. And I'm like, well, he's not doing... He's, I mean, he worked a lot of hours and did handball training and was like on his feet and on the go, constant, constant, constant. And now he's not. He's down and he's across at the allotment just now, sitting in the sunshine reading his book. But more, more often... <laughs> Like, you're not making you're not making any money. You might get ninety four quid a week that might start in the middle of May. You'll have been six weeks with no income. Um, <laughs> how are you going to buy a flat with ninety four quid a week? A farm with ninety four quid a week? Nah, you, you might live on that allotment before long. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the the shed that he built, he he built that by himself out of pallet wood. You could live in it. It's big, it's big enough and he's built a wee stove and it's completely waterproof because like when we had the really bad rains before Christmas, it's not damp inside. Like, I think that, that kind of makes you think you might be happier. Like, do less that you're not going to live on the shed on the allotment, but now you, now you realise... I'm feeling that, that the committee might have an issue with that. <laughs> but it's that whole thing of, you think, actually, and after this, I just think after this, nothing's going to be the same again, in a good and a bad way. Yeah. There are a lot of people that realise that they've had a lot of things that they really didn't need, and then you realise the things, certain things that you missed, that you didn't actually know that you needed. Mm. Or like you say with the shopping. Yeah. Some people just won't, will not now go back to going to Tesco's every day. Yeah. Like it's all, all of those things, all the things that you that you had that you maybe didn't need that you can't get now and you're like well actually my life's not any worse without it and I wonder I don't I have no idea what the opening hours are of all the supermarkets but the ones that wear 24 hours I have a feeling they're not 24 hours anymore 
I know Tesco along from us was 24 hours and it's now, I'm guessing, but it's something like 8 to 8. Definitely not 24 hours anymore. Yeah, so I wonder if that will go back to being shorter working hours. Like if they will see that there's not actually much benefit for it being open 24 hours. If 8 to 8 works or 7 to 8 or 7 to 9 or whatever. Shorter working days so that we don't have to have 24 hours, I don't know. Maybe. That was that was something that I did. I had been thinking about this maybe for about a year. The whole thing of everything being twenty four hours delivery within however long. Yeah. Past everybody, I just I felt everything was getting just too much. Like people send you emails, and then if you don't reply within nine hours, they send you another email, and like everybody wants an answer like super quick. And I like, everything yeah. needs to. And I've been trying myself to pull myself back from this and get out of that rat race if you will that everything needs to be done yesterday yeah so hopefully this is a step forward for everyone just slowing things back down a little bit and and if that is that'll be a positive that comes out of it Mm, definitely definitely anything else you want to talk about I'm off to, I've given you my, my top recommendations for books. So. <laughs> What's your top recommendations for Netflix or Amazon Prime? <laughs> Guys, I've, not, I've not watched that Tiger one. Um, oh, Tiger King's brilliant. <laughs> do, you know why, do you know why I didn't watch it? We, we were going to watch it and we put it on and it said at the top, scenes of violence, something else, and then it said animal cruelty. And I was like, off, because I just can't. That's why I never watched... Um, you know that how to make a making a murderer, how to make a murderer. That did you call that one on Netflix? Um, was that the true crime documentary one? Oh, the making of a murderer. One. I can't I've not, it. I've not watched that one. No, the ti- the Tiger King one. I didn't. I'm gonna say I didn't see animal cruelty. There, I mean, they weren't beating the animals. They weren't hurting the animals. There was not like there was nothing like that. Obviously, people keeping large cats as pets is technically animal cruelty. That's- but. The people that have the cats are fucking crazy. I I mean they're properly wacko, but they're they have this I'm gonna say a genuine love for the animals. Oh, that's good. I mean if you've got two hundred and the one of the guys had some like two hundred and twenty animal two hundred and twenty big cats on his reserve. <laughs> Why do you need 220 fucking cats? You nut job. Um, what you should, I would what, say that there's probably more human cruelty in the way that they behave towards each other. Right, okay. Like, that's... That's, that's another level. I didn't know that people could be like that. Be that in real life. Yes, I'm more of a rom-com person. Like, uh, <laughs> it's definitely not a rom-com. But what <laughs> it's definitely a... I can't believe these people are for real. I What you could actually look up, we're talking about cats, go to YouTube and look up Christian the Lion. And it's a story about, from the 70s, about when Harrods sold like lions and tigers and all this. And it was two guys that bought a lion from Harrods and they kept it in their flat and they exercised it in this churchyard. And then they were like, 
my eyes. Well, he's a full-grown line now. This doesn't really work. You're looking like Hertfordshire or something. Um, and they were like, mm. so the lion, they gave it to a rescue. They took it um, and they released it. I think it may have been in Africa somewhere. They released the lion. And then it was years later, these two guys were like, we want to see him. We miss him. And they went out to this basically wildlife reserve where the lion lived. And it's, I'll let you look it up on YouTube. It's Christian. Oh, I think I've, se- I think I've seen oh, that. But I- the lion recognises them, doesn't yeah. it? Put up and hugs them or something. Everybody oh, the lion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I do get the attraction. They are beautiful animals, but they are. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't like as, as beautiful as they are. I still wouldn't be like, yeah, oh, yeah, you live out the back. Like, yeah. I don't think I've got enough problems with my animals chewing the, the scripting boards. They're only <laughs> that size. <laughs> How are they all doing? They're all right. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all right. Bruce is loving the fact that people are in all day. Wolverine is not. Um, he's he's quite a quite a solo little guy. He's like, why is everybody in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Bruce is like, oh, good pals. So, but no, they're 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 doing well. They're they're doing all right with it. Amazing. Where are the best places for people to find you on social? And probably on Instagram, we are just at the badass rules underscore, or I'm just Jules underscore Duncan. And then on Facebook, we are just the badass rules. So yeah, just type in hashtag the badass rules, and you'll you'll probably find eight thousand selfies of me and some pictures of my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be a personal trainer if you didn't post That's a picture not, of your dinner. <laughs> you've got this morning. I posted a picture picture of my breakfast and a selfie of me. So that is. Standard protocol, I would get pulled <laughs> in the personal trainer office if I didn't. <laughs> oh. oh, I will put the links to all of them in the show notes. Perfect. Fab. Thank you so Fab. much for being on the no. podcast. Thank you so much for, for inviting me on. I look as if I've, I've called in from somewhere really glamorous and not my hole. <laughs> I need to put the video up as well this time rather than just the audio. So oh, that people oh, can get to see the background. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud. And check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow. Just following I am dot Jen Wilson.